You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Friday, August 6th, 2021. Before we get started, got to let everybody know about Spotify Green Room. This episode is brought to you in part by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On locker rooms. All right. Um, Tigers, big boy dub, 8-1. to one. For the Detroit Tigers, what a big victory. Red Sox won, Tigers 8, final. Fantastic game down at, nice little day day game down at Comerica Park. And, uh, you know, for as much as we were talking about yesterday, how, you know what, some games you just don't have it, and there's not too much to analyze because the offense is just so unbelievably putrid and we just throw it away. Well, they saved it up and had a hit parade today. So we got, uh, we got plenty of offense to talk about. And then we have a Tarek Skubal start to talk about as well. So uh, so we will dive into that. And then we have a, uh, a Prospect Friday, as always, at the end. I feel like we haven't done a Prospect Friday in a minute, too, maybe. Because of, again, draft season kind of messed up our, uh, our, our flow of getting those in consistently. Because I, I kicked them to the curb so that we could focus all in on the draft. And now the draft season is completely behind us and everything. We can uh, we can come back, we can come back, and we are back. So let's go, let let's 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 rock and roll. Let's get into this uh, this pitching performance here by the uh, by the Tigers and by Tarek Skubal. Scooby's back, baby. Tarek Skubal on the bump for your Detroit Tigers uh, had a. A very solid start. A very solid start against against a very very good offense. Um, so my thing with Scooble for the enti- for for his whole major league career, really, um, but recorded. Uh, <laughs> my frustrations have been recorded ever since I took over the show. Really, I'm pretty sure he had one of the first starts after I got this gig. I'm pretty so I, I know Matt Manning pitched. The weekend I started on a Monday, and Matt Manning had pitched the weekend. He made his debut that weekend, so I know Manning was in there. But I'm pretty sure I I've been talking about like the one inning or the the, the laps that that Tarek has, pretty much in in the entirety of me being your uh, your host here at Locked On Tigers. He he just has this thing where he he's cruising, and he'll get he'll have he'll have four perfect innings. And then just like an inning to an inning and a half of pure and utter garbage. And he did not have that today. Now, he had some efficiency issues here and there. But what comes with the the, the peaks and valleys of development is, is stuff like this. Kind of in between stops like this. So five innings pitched, five hits, no runs, one walk, four strikeouts. First off, four Ks in five innings. Not a a usual Scooble start. Not that he he his 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 thing is is Ks. His thing is whiffs. His thing is is swing and misses. And he does give up an awful lot of hard contact on on that on that on top of that. But 
His main way to get people out all throughout the minors, like like was setting K per nine records at Double A. Right, his thing has always been his go to going to the well has always been the, uh, the the strikeout and the swing and miss. So seeing him give up five hits and a walk, that's six base runners in five innings, but no runs and only four Ks is interesting to me. We talked about with Mize yesterday, kind of the the development stage that he's at where he's trying to induce more soft contact and I think that Scooble might be kind of trying out the same thing because his last few starts his his K numbers haven't been in that usually he's around that seven plus range and, and lately they've they've been more around five or less so I think that he might be kind of going through the same thing too and it's going to be really interesting to see going forward for the rest of August especially uh, what he, kind of pitcher he looks like? Because I am about eighty nine percent sure that he is going to be on an innings limit here very shortly. I think that they wanted to do it with Mize in July, so that Mize could not have one the remainder of the season. And then I I'm almost certain that they're going to do the same thing with Tarek, but they just didn't want to do it at the same time. As, as Mize, obviously, because that would just deplete our bullpen. So I'm fairly certain that uh, some sort of innings limit is coming for Scooble. And I'll, I'll be interested in seeing what kind of pitcher he, not, not turns into, but, but what kind of mindset he's going to have on the bump when we everybody in the stadium knows going into a start that he's only going to go three or four innings what kind of pitcher he is going to let himself be. Is he going to continue this? Or is he going to say, screw it, I'm only out here four innings anyway. I'm just going to try to strike out as many people as possible. I'm really interested to see. And this one, 91 pitches in five innings. Uh, not incredible efficiency. Was working deep into some counts. But also, this is a damn good lineup. This Red Sox team, and, and this Red Sox lineup specifically, is really, really solid. Especially their top what six you want to say top five top six are are that that's a that's one of the best one through five one through six stretches you'll see in baseball in a, in a lineup so uh very very solid day at the office school velocity was not a problem we we've know we've had our scares and concerns about his velo is sometimes he's at 98 and sometimes he's at 93 it was not a problem today the, uh, the slider was the most impressive pitch for me today. I think he was really hitting the low and outside quarter to righties and, and getting it far enough in on, on uh, or sorry, all the way around. He was getting the slider, uh, the low and outside corner of the slider, hitting that part of the strike zone really well, almost perfectly to lefties. And then for, uh, for righties was getting it far enough inside where it was a ball where but but not so far inside that they were taking, right? It was in that kind of in-between zone where they're going to swing. They're going to swing through it. Uh, but if they do make contact, it's it's going to be a ball way inside, and it was weak contact at that. So the big thing with him is he has given up a ton of hard contact this year. He really has. So this is a huge step in the right direction, even if it's not the sexiest final line you're ever going to see. This is a big step in the right direction for him. And uh, like I said, it's it's not a sexy thing. There, there, there's not going to be articles written about the, the the final line from Scooby last night, but uh, or yesterday I should say. But I I think it was a really important start for him, and I'm really interested to see going forward 
uh, in the same breath as Mize. Once he once he limits the hard contact and gets the strikeout stuff where he wants it to be, dude's going to be unreal. Just another step in the development process. Super, super, super exciting. Then we had Funk come in. Perfect inning. Beautiful. Lower that ERA down to 319 on the year on 14 pitches. Then Ian Kroll with a with a no runs given up inning. Beautiful. Ian Kroll, one innings pitched, one hit, one walk, but no runs, baby. 18 pitches for uh for for the <laughs> Ian Kroll. It's still that's a guy where every time I see his name on a box where I laugh. I'm like, are we in 2014, dog? Like what what year is this? Uh so Ian Kroll, fantastic, sure. But didn't give up a run. And then Erasmus Ramirez, uh, two innings pitched, three hits, one run, one walk, one K. He's actually impressed me. His two-seamer moves like a, like a, I don't even know what, dude. It, that thing moves. It has serious, serious movement. Where you're like, damn, I didn't, I didn't know Ramirez, I didn't know he was about that. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's noticeable for a guy who, again, we kind of got just because for organizational depth. So, uh, you know, 4-3-4 ERA on the year, not bad. Why not? That was in two innings pitched of of, uh, of work yesterday, too. Um, I, I am kind of – and he doesn't get very many swings and misses, um, but he's not giving up a ton of runs. And uh, I don't I don't know. I'm, I don't mind him. I don't mind. There's there's four guys I, I would rather see come out of the pen in, in close games or something, high leverage, but – I, uh, I I really respect what he's done this year. Like I said, that that two seam has really surprised the heck out of me, and I'm I'm very impressed by it. I don't know. I'm I'm about it, man. I'm about have having him uh, in, in this bullpen. I'm I'm a fan. So Scooby gets the win, moves him to seven and ten on the year, and that's it for our pitching performances. We'll get into uh, the offense and then get into prospect update Friday. But first, I got to talk to everybody about Built Bar. Did you know Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? You did. Because I tell you all the time, I'm annoying about it. You guys have, have literally said that. And you are annoying about Bilt Bar. It's, it's not going anywhere, baby. I'm not leaving. Coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. My favorite flavor, as everybody knows by now, cookies and cream. But you can also get the mixed box. Two of each of the nine delicious flavors. And the next time you order, you know exactly what to order because you've tried them all. It's also just fun to like play a game with yourself and just have a little like grab bag thing for lunch. Oh, what am I going to get today? And then you just kind of see. I don't know. It's electric. Not only are Built Bar's best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors. All tasty. All healthy. So order today. Get that raspberry. Get that mint brownie. Whatever you'd like. Get that mixed box. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. How crazy is that? You can eat when an Olympian eats. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, you get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two at Locked on Tigers. I don't know why I accidentally just said... I feel like I was way too, not too, I'm just obsessed with the word too, apparently. I feel like I was really enthusiastic about emphasizing that it was the second segment. I don't know why I just did that, but what, this is segment two, baby. This is where all, all the magic happens in segment two. Hell yeah. All right. 
Let's get into uh, the offensive performances here. It was a hit parade. That's for darn sure. Anytime you have, well, first off, the Red Sox, Perez starts for the Red Sox. He goes one and one third on 37 pitches. And the game was still relatively close. I think he got pulled when it was 2 nothing, but the, he, he did. The bases were loaded. So, like, I think the mindset was just get him out of there. The game's still close. If we win this game, we win the series. I'm going to try and salvage this game as best I can. And, and that was the attempt that was made because I, I don't know. Outside of injuries, I'm not sure I've ever seen a pitcher get pulled 37 pitches into a start in a 2 nothing game. But, I mean, he was laboring. He couldn't get anybody out, especially in that second inning. I mean, he gave up five pits, five pits, five hits in one and a third. Not great. Certainly not great. Um, so, Robbie, everybody got a hit except for Zach Short and Derek Hill. Robbie Grossman hit. Akil Badu hit. Jonathan Scope, two hits. Uh, oh, Miggy didn't get a hit. Eric Haas, two hits. Jamer Candelario, two hits. Victor Reyes, two hits. Zach Short, no. Oh, Derek Hill did get a hit. I'm, I'm, I mixed up Miggy and Derek Hill somehow. Willie Castro, two hits. Willie Castro, two hits. Victor Reyes, Willie Castro, both with two hits. People are preying on my downfall in war. I, I was getting, the, I was getting the work on the old bird app on the old Twitter sphere after uh, Victor Reyes got two triples, and uh, that was. Followed by, uh, f- followed by, by <laughs> Willie Castro getting a knock right after. Just uh, ab- absolutely, just <laughs> brutal for my for my social media presence, as I've been very critical of of both of those guys. Um, but had great days uh, yesterday, and and I would ten times out of ten rather be wrong about someone and have it benefit my team than vice versa. So. Uh, no, no sweat off my back. I'm glad that I'm glad they came through and we eight, we put up an eight spot, eight spot in a series finale to win the series against the team that a week ago was the, uh, winning the AL East and had one of the best records, if not the best record in baseball. So pretty awesome stuff from your, uh, from your Tigers offense. Like I said, Victor Reyes, two triples, Jamer with a couple knocks, Eric Haas, uh, Miggy does not inch any, any step closer to 3k or 500. That was kind of disappointing. It's just so cool. I know I said this yesterday, so I I won't get caught up on it, but it's just so fun seeing the, you know, all the fans get all into it every time he comes up to bat. I don't know. It's just awesome. It's so cool. Miggy, Miggy's the best. Um, Scopey, not so Robbie Grossman leadoff homer, and then next that bat gets plunked in the elbow. Uh, so going to be interesting to see kind of what happens with him. The X-rays came back negative. They're saying it's just a contusion, and for people who don't like myself that don't understand uh, <laughs> medical terminology, uh, contu- it really just means a really badass bruise right there on the elbow. Got hit right, man. That's a that's a really tough spot for those who have ever played baseball. That's a, that's a tough spot or softball to get hit, man. That's a that's a tough spot to get hit right there on the elbow. So um, Hinge came out today, said that, and said like no actual you know structural damage or anything, but uh, he is day to day just because of how much that's gonna hurt like crazy. That that's a 
it's a tough spot to get hit. So we might be without him for a game or two, but it sounds like he's, he's not going to end up as a, as an IL stint, which is a rarity at this point. We have so many people still on the IL. Uh, slowly getting them back, though. Michael Fulmer back, etc. So um, Isak should be back relatively soon. Daz Cameron's working his way back. So we, we got some we got some stuff to look out for. But um, hopefully we're avoiding an IL stint. Knock on wood with uh, with Robbie Grossman. That would be not not great. The only other thing I want to talk about is Derek Hill's dad. Derek Hill's father is like my hero. Um, I interviewed him during the game, and. Uh, he said they they were asking him about about Derrick Hill's game and and Derrick Hill's father has done like scouting work it has done like hitting coach work like like knows his stuff right and uh, first off he said him and his son have never gotten into it like on a baseball field or in a batting cage or anything they've never like gotten into a fight he's he's very understanding of how difficult the game is and and they have a great relationship so that's always you know that's kind of cool. But the, the, the quote that stuck out to everybody, right, is uh, they asked him about his defense. And he said, yeah, or just about his play overall. And they're like, you know, what kind of player is he? And, and he said, oh, you know, he can, he can impact the game in so many different ways. And, you know, his, his power will come around, but he's already a good contact hitter. He's got a good eye. Uh, he, he's electric on the base paths, whatever. And then he gets to his defense and he goes, and, you know, we have a saying. And Johnny Kane goes, what, what would that be, Mr. Hill? And he goes, that's my, my the saying is, nothing drops in the outfield except for raindrops. That's, that's, that's an all-timer, dude. I, I want that quote hung uh, over my bed frame. That's such a baller line, man. That is so cold. Oh, I, I love that so much. Nothing falls in the outfield except for raindrops. That is so cold. That's an all-time. That's a bar. That is a. That's that's not. That's not a quote. That's a bar. So cool. Um. And and just a cool thing to hear him talk about. Anytime you know when they had Badu's parents earlier in the year and stuff. It's just always cool when you have, um, when when you have the, the you get an interview with a player's parents and stuff and family members. It's always a fun time. And and yeah, Derek Hill's father seems like the man. And uh, I, I, that was one of my favorite parts of the game. In all honesty, was was that that in a game in which we won eight to one against a team way better than us. My favorite part was interviewing Derek Hill's father. So uh, incredible interview. If you if you didn't see it or whatever, I'm sure Bally Sports has has posted about it. And and if there if there's a rerun at like two a.m., record it and go watch it because it's it's absolutely incredible. Love that man. Um. All right. I think that's it for the offense. Let's get into uh, Prospect Friday. Let's get into it. So we'll start with our usuals, right? Uh, Torque, now on the season in AA, he has played 41 games, has 8 doubles, 10 homers, 26 RBIs, 26 walks, 38 strikeouts. That's a 245 batting average, a 366 on base percentage, a 518 slugging, which for those like me who can't do math that quickly, that's an 884 OPS on the year. Uh, certainly not bad. I, I think he's at a spot now where, you know, people are like, Oh, when is he going to get promoted? I get asked when these people are going to get promoted, like, like three times a day. Uh, not, not torque specifically, just like any prospects, um, which I love not, not, not complaining, being asked questions. I, I, I love that. But, um, I, my answer is all, I'm, I'm fairly confident that Spencer Torkelson 
is uh, is going to be in Double A the remainder of this season, and then probably start off in Triple A next season. I think that he's proving that he's at the the level he should be at. An 884 OPS is far from struggling. It's far from bad, right? But in high single A, he had an, an over a thousand OPS and was almost slugging 600, and had an OBP of like almost 450, right? Like that's that's like okay, you need you you're a man amongst boys, right? And while his numbers are good, they're far from bad. I, I don't want to make this sound like these are like he's struggling because he isn't. But there's a difference between. Hey, like you're hitting really well and like, hey, you don't even deserve to be in this league because you're hitting so well. Those are two different things. And I think he's at the uh, the former rather than the latter. So I, I think that for now, I, I think he's probably going to be in, uh, in double A for the remainder of this season. And I think that that's good. That's fine. And, and I think next year he can start off in triple A. And then if he gets hot in AAA, he can get called up uh, in, in the middle of next season. He can call up to the majors. This, this, What I'm saying right now does not affect my opinion of when I expect to see him in a major league uniform at all. Just I, I think he's probably staying in AA for the remainder of the season. And it's already August, too, and the minor league season's a month shorter than the major league, too. So, like, fairly, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think this is like a breakthrough thing that I'm saying. This isn't groundbreaking news, but... Um, I, I do expect him, just because I get asked about it so much, I do expect him uh, and Riley Green to be in double A for the remainder of the season. So that's a good transition. Look at that transition. Bang, bang, pow. To uh, to Riley Green. He and now he has played all season in double A. So that's 74 games in double A with four. Sorry, that's just flat out wrong. 74 games in double A. He has 12 doubles, 10 homers, 37 RBIs, 12 stolen bases, one caught stealing, 37 walks, 93 Ks, 279 average, 368 OBP, 456 slugging for an 824 OPS. This is the same exact boat. Same exact boat. Also, because he was drafted as a corner outfielder and is now playing uh, a good, but, but he is now playing center field, I think even more beneficial for him. To just keep him there for the whole year, let him get his his sea uh, legs under him a full season at one spot and in one position and all that. Um, but but same thing, right? Same thing. The 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 OBP, while it's far from bad, if you're talking about promoting a dude that's two levels away from the majors, you'd like to see it a little bit higher. And the slugging percentage, far from bad. Ten homers, twelve doubles, not bad at all. Maybe a little bit higher. And 93 Ks in 74 games. Not abysmal, but you'd like to see it a little bit lower. So, again, these guys are not struggling. In no way, shape, or form do I want to make it sound like I I think, oh my gosh, look at them, they're slipping, they're not as good as we thought we were, whatever. I, I still think the world of these guys, okay? I still think Riley Green has MVP ceiling. Torque could be one of the best hitters, pure hitters in baseball, okay? All that's still there. Just for this year, I think it's probably best if they just stick in uh, in Erie for the remainder of the season. All right, let's get into uh, Dingler and Bryant Packard, obviously, and then two more guys of because uh, because we cover the same four every week, and then we get kind of the the wild cards of just good performances of the week. So we'll get into those guys as well. 
First, though, I got to talk to everybody about our friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline is the fast and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, even your UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline, your laptop or mobile device, and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, contest information there is. Don't send the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKDOWN. It's promo code LOCKDOWN. For a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, we are back for another edition. I don't know, I'm so enthusiastic off rip today. Uh, for another segment here at Locked On Ties, we're going to finish up our... Uh, Finish up our, our prospect Friday. Also, disclaimer, um, yes, yesterday in Throwback Thursday, it has been pointed out to me by by a plethora, and I just tweeted it on the Locked On Tigers account too because I was getting so many people DMing me. I wanted to make it very well known that I was aware of the screw-up I made. I, I literally said, I always freak out about accidentally saying the person's name and I haven't done that so more I'm so uh, this this show and I'm so proud of myself and then like literally 15 seconds later said Vance Wilson's name so I'm aware of the screw up I made we can all laugh about it I'm an idiot I'm I'm aware that I'm an idiot it's okay uh but I just it was it was hilarious to be honest I, I got I woke up and I had a couple dms and I was like no way I did this and I went back and listened and sure enough I did, and then I got DMs all throughout the rest of the day of people that were making fun of me, and it, it was funny as hell, honestly. So uh, I, I am aware of 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 the 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 not my finest hour, not not my proudest moment for sure. The timing of it, just rough, man, rough timing, rough timing of of accidentally doing it right after you uh, you say that. But regardless, whatever, we all had a good laugh about it. It's fine. Uh, but uh, I am aware of the situation. Just wanted to make that clear. All right, let's get into our last. I got five people, four, four people left. Dylan Dingler, going to be the first one we talk about in double A now in 36 games, which is now more than he played in high single A this year. So he's played more in double A than single A. 36 games, has three homers, 17 RBIs, two doubles, a stolen base. Look at that. Seven walks, 41 strikeouts, and the current slash line is a 201 average, a 268 on base percentage, a 328 slugging percentage for a 597 OPS. Not not very good. The defense has still been pretty solid. There's still, you know, you'll see once a week probably a nice defensive highlight from him behind the dish there. This is, I, I still believe that this is just a lethal combination of, um, Playing your first professional full season as a catcher, that it's wear and tear, man. Being a catcher is hard. It is so hard. And I think that the combination of A, getting promoted mid-season to a much higher pitching level that you're going against, as well as your first full season of being a, uh, a catcher behind the dish is just a perfect recipe to have this slow start, he he did pick it up a little bit uh, for whatever that's worth. I mean, the the numbers were even worse than they are uh, uh, three weeks ago, two weeks ago. So 
there's something to be said for that, I guess. But um, I, I also, my biggest thing is I just don't, I, leave him there. Leave him in Erie. I, I don't want this, oh, he, he got called up and he struggled, so now we're going to send him down to a place where he had like almost a 950 OPS and was an elite defensive catcher. I, I, don't, I don't need that. He's clearly too good for it. Let him adjust. Let him figure out how to be a catcher full time all year. Keep him up there. Don't, you know, all there's some people that are like, why is Dylan Dingler not in the major leagues? Well, because he's OPSing 597 in double A, brother. I, I know Grayson Griner's not good. I'm very aware. But it Dylan Dingler is not anywhere close to, to being the even the backup catcher of the Detroit Tigers. Okay. You're still looking at at over a year until that's a reality. So um I, I something to keep an eye on. He's a really exciting player to watch. But uh, definitely a, a something to keep an eye on. And, and I just want, I just leave him there, you know, just leave him there. It's all right. Okay, now we have to get into the man, the myth, the legend, Bryant Packard. Let's get on him. Uh, so here's the thing. He's kind of on the IL right now, which is sad just because I love him. But uh, he, he's kind of had some injury stuff all year. So this, the slash line currently is 54 games at high single A. He has 11 doubles, 6 homers, 22 RBIs, 5 stolen bases, 17 walks, 53 Ks. That slash line is 222, 310, 369 for a 678 OPS. The slugging percentage needs to get higher. And I, I like the differential between the batting average and the OBP, but if if, I mean, it's almost 100, right? Like, that's solid. But if it's going to be 100, you need the batting average to be higher. So you either need to walk a little bit more or raise that batting average. Uh, and that really the biggest thing, the biggest concern for me right now is the, is the slugging percentage. It's not good. And that's not on brand for him. The kid rakes, I promise, okay? So that's, that's the biggest thing for me. But I think that this injury thing, this on and off injury bug thing he's had all year... Might have something to do with that. I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but you know, he he he's 23. He he I am gonna make excuses for him. I love the kid to death. I think he's gonna be good. Okay. Um so injuries on and off all year. Not that this is a wash year or anything, you can take something out of any season. Uh, but if he kind of stays around here and and I'm I'm more worried about him getting healthy than I am his offense at this point. If he can just go into the offseason without having a major injury, get get all healthy during the uh, during the offseason, then start off like gangbusters at the start of next season and then get promoted to double A, you know, by what, June of next year, I'll be very happy. Okay. Brian Packard, there's your Brian Packard update. I love you. All right. Uh, let's get into the two wild cards. So the first one's going to be Colt Keith, who did have some uh, some he wasn't hurt. I think it was COVID protocol. There's some weird like loophole where you could put someone on the 60 day and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, Cole Keith's on the 60 day. But then it turns out he was only on there for like four days. Cause it was just a COVID thing. I don't know. It's some loophole with the roster that the Tigers took advantage of whatever he's off now and back and, and has come back in a very big and, and loud way at that. So his slash line now in 29 games at single a in Lakeland, is uh, is 29 games, two doubles, one triple, one homer, 12 RBIs, three steals, 17 walks, 29 Ks. 
That's a 303 average, 419 OBP, 378 slugging for a 789 OPS. And by all accounts, he's been playing a great, uh, great defensive second, and he's been playing the occasional uh, third there, uh, down there as well, which is kind of cool. Um, so here's the thing: the slugging percentage is clearly it, not bad. Isn't even like a good word because like no one, ex- he's not a power hitter. It's just non-existent. He, he doesn't get extra base hits. Okay, but the batting average is encouraging. He's got wheels. The speed is good, and in 29 games, 29 Ks and 17 walks. I like 17 walks in 29 games. Hell yeah. Give me some of that. I love it. Okay. 415 OBP. That's a high enough OBP where I really do not care very much about your slugging percentage if you're getting on base over 40% of the time. I'll live with it. So that's awesome to see. Like I said, he's been playing pretty solid defense by most accounts down there too. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, and then we have, we have, uh, we're starting to see some of the people we took this year starting to play. So we literally draft uh, Isaac Pacheco, what, two, two weeks ago? Was the MLB draft two, three weeks ago? Okay. Already getting some PT. And uh, he's been off to a really, really hot start. So in the rookie league, he's played, uh, he's played two games and He's uh, he's been hitting the ball pretty well. Two hits in he has six plate appearances. So we'll go off that six plate appearances, one run, two hits, one walk, one strikeout. That's a 400 batting average, baby. <laughs> 900 OPS. Hell yeah. Um, so just awesome. He is playing shortstop as well, which is something I said on draft night that I didn't think he would stick long term on uh, on draft night, but. I don't, I don't, at this, and rookie ball, sure, man, throw him out there, see what he's got, let's go. So I, he was my wild card just because I, I think it's fun that people we literally drafted two weeks ago are already starting to play minor league ball for us. So, so the system is is getting replenished. We got a new new influx of talent, which is awesome. So um, he is uh, off to a hot start, clearly, and uh, it will be a fun person to, to continue to watch for the rest of rookie league just because, again, he's 18, we just took him. So... Fun stuff. That's going to do it for our uh, for our prospect update and our week's worth of shows. Thank you guys so much for listening. Means the world to me. We will be back on Monday, as always. Big series against the uh, the Cleveland Guardians this weekend. I, I stopped saying their old team name like a, like a long time ago. So it's not a hard adjustment for me. You're not going to see me slip up and, and accidentally say the old team name on here. I've been calling them the Cleveland baseball team. For, for literally years now. Uh, so so if anything, I might accidentally say that instead of Guardians. Um, instead of Guardians, rather. Instead of, you know, their, their old name. So you're not going to hear any any slip-ups uh, on me uh, on me there. But, um, yeah. We're back, baby. We'll be back Monday. Thank you guys for listening. That's it. I don't know how to end this one. I feel like this is like a weird ending. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope. And I'll catch you all on Monday. Go Tigers, baby.